We are all worthy, strong, and committed, and we are ready to go beyond our own limitations. Welcome back, my friends and loved ones, to the Rebel Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host, Thor, of course, and I'm here as a friend, a creator, a powerlifter, and a provocateur. And we are here to learn to question the one thing that keeps us from our best, ourselves. Join me as we dive deep to question and strengthen our communication and our vulnerability, create a healthier mind to commit to our goals, and how to give more to our lovers and the world. We're going to face the uncomfortable truths of what it means to be authentically and uniquely flawed, but awesome humans. So, let's get rebel-minded. Also, I'll bring in stories of all things powerlifting, Thor shenanigans, and probably some embarrassing mishaps. Let's do this. What up, humans? Are you a powerlifter too? Then why are we not friends? Actually, if you're any athlete, get yourself over here. I need some friends. As an athlete who has goals, I do my best to give my body what it needs to hit my powerlifting numbers. And a 500-pound deadlift is a formidable opponent. And cage muscle supplements are what I rely on to help me hit those goals. Cage Muscle is the cleanest and most effective product line I've ever used for supplementation, and I've been lifting forever. I never feel like my heart will implode and never feel like anything I take is doing absolutely nothing like so many other supplements out there. I train better, I recover better, and I sleep better due to the Caged Muscle products that I use. And to get where I want to go in fitness, Cage will always be my go-to. I don't want to sell you on cage muscle. I want you to feel the difference. I want you to feel cage muscle for yourself. So if you're looking for trying something new and very effective in your supplementation routine, make sure to get 15% off when you use my code HAMSTER15 at checkout. That's H-A-M-S-T-E-R-15 when you check out. Let's go hit some numbers, shall we? How do you do? What's up, freaks? How's it going? <laughs> uh, you're here, back from another episode, right? Um, I bet you wish you knew what I was wearing right now. Is there ever, do you ever wonder what somebody's actually wearing on the other side of a podcast, Mike? You know, when you, there's all these memes that go around or like <laughs> these reels or, God, there's so many things now, of people that are in a zoom call and their upper half is business and then they've got like their boxers underneath what do you think a podcaster has on the other side of the mic bet you fucking knew (laughs) uh what's up guys how was the week how did everything go uh things are going smashingly for me at least mentally i think externally i It's not showing up the same way, but I try not to concentrate so much on the external things because it will destroy my internal engagement, I think. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But I hope you're here to hear a little bit more of rebel-minded thinking. I hope you're, you're ready to question the fuck out of some stuff. I mean, that's what we do, right? And... If you're not questioning things, why are you not questioning things? If you're not questioning things, I recommend going back to the last episode, my last solo episode. should have been episode 71. And start questioning the fuck out of everything that surrounds you, out of everything that you are, 
and see where it takes you. And if you get fucking pissed, great. If you get pissed at me, great. I want to hear it. But I don't want to take too much time away from this lady that I've talked to today that showed me a little bit of light. And, you know, I think we come across people that need to show us something. And maybe it's just the universe lining up when the timing's right. It's really weird the way that happens. But this next person you're going to hear from is a person that is all about hope and help helping other people realize the significance of that hope and ways to actually engage with it and make it work to your advantage. And the guest I have on here today is Graciela Moore. Now, Graciela is 36. She was born and raised in Puerto Rico, and she didn't actually, actually move into the States until she was 28, I think she said. Uh, she's a writer and a published poet and She's a first-time mom with a toddler, and she's also a newly certified life coach and sales professional for sales professional. Ooh, yeah, for the past 17 years in real estate. And she is somebody that helps people thrive in mindfulness, confidence, and hope, obviously. And she was such a great, fantastic light to talk to and she's been through a lot of darkness and a lot of loss and a lot of sadness and a lot of struggles and self-doubt. And I wanted to mention that because you can see the reciprocation of that in her personality and in her voice. And I think you guys definitely need to check her out after you listen to this podcast if you're curious about who she is. Um, I wanted to get on here and talk about a few things that she's about because I think it's super important to hear about what creates a person, I guess. And Graciela told me that she works towards bringing a perfect brightness of hope to anyone and everyone. And it's such a respected thing for me to hear things like that, to to listen to a person that just wants to bring and give value and she thinks that we all need hope regardless of our background and our social political affiliations and our upbringing or our nationality. Um, hope is for everyone and is essential for you. And, and that's what she's, she's vibing with here. And she wants every single person to realize this. She wants everyone to look at their futures with gladness and enthusiasm for what's coming, you know, what's, what stands in front of you. And she wants people to also fail and be okay and know that they're okay and that largely it's just okay it's part of the human condition so without any further ado i want you to meet this very bright uh and lovely being graciela moore this is episode 72 what else is there yeah well yeah I think that's a perfectly good segue into our conversation then because I think that it does take for me, like I've always said, like you got to have resilience. Right. But without, without being hopeful, right. It's, it's like where, how far can you get? Like how much can you battle the stuff that's difficult um, without that hope? So before we get too carried away though, 
I I definitely want everybody to beyond the fact that you when you smile, it's like there's the sunflower. Like it's you have such a bright smile. Um, Thank you. <laughs> it cost my parents twenty two hundred dollars. Yay. <laughs> But thank God for that, right? <laughs> Makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, yes, I, d- despite the, the 18 grueling months of having braces, I am so glad my mom made that decision because I look like something else, a little bit of a squirrel um, without the correction <laughs> of the, the, the teeth. Um, but Graciela, I want people to know the voice that they're attaching to right now. Um, can you can you give everybody an idea of who you are, um, where you came from, and uh, what built you into the person you are today? And and then we'll get start getting into what made you become this this amazingly influential person that is actually like helping other people with this specific idea of hope. So take it away, Graciela. I, I want oh everybody to hear about you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. What an amazing introduction. I am so excited just to be here and and to have this space, Zachary. Thank you so much. So yeah. Whale, uh, the name is Graciela Moore. Um, I am 36. I know that I act like I'm 12, but I'm not. We all um, should have a little bit of child. Yeah, that's right. Uh, born and raised in Puerto Rico. I didn't come to the States until I was probably mid 27, so 28, whatever. And then um, what else? I'm a published poet in Puerto Rico, which is really exciting. And really that's where my experience started with just talking to people and trying to express myself um, and what I was going through at the time. So open mic nights, I'm like, the geek in, in the in the group of friends that will yeah. always like vote for an open mic night. Like, yeah, bring your guitar <laughs> and your drums and let's do an open mic night, right? Yeah. Um and oh, what else what else did you ask? I mean, my story, we we could be here all day. Yeah. Where do you want me to begin? <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely like to pe- like to give people um some sort of relatability because I think that a lot of things of what we say, people will will um, they'll be able to be like, oh, I've gone through something similar. And I think it helps them attach to your story and then also your purpose, right? Um, so you grew up in Puerto Rico and most people, I, like I have no idea what it's like there, right? Um, and there there had to have been something that um, maybe brought you guys this direction, you and your family, I'm assuming, um, brought you guys this direction and then you know did that play a part in in like what you do now and you know coaching every coaching people and 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 having like, like this basis basis of hope do you think it was like a calling kind of thing Ooh, that's such a great question <laughs> so here's <laughs> so as of late mm-hmm. I I guess I could say I have a testimony of the fact that it is a calling mm-hmm. now Let's take it back to that little girl in the island, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what. So, yeah, yeah right. Um, so, in because Puerto Rico is part of the United States, whatever, mm-hmm. however that is said in the in the political verbiage, um, we have the American dollar and whatnot. English, mm-hmm. we, we're exposed to it from the beginning. It is not just an elective. English class is in your curriculum from pre-K to senior year. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Okay. So um, for those who are privileged um, to go to private schools in the island or to have a teacher from the US, which was my case for like mm -hmm. the first, first grade, second grade and third grade, Mm -hmm. What a foundation, an American teacher who did not speak Spanish. So that was my English teacher. And so I fell in love with it. Um, I was a TV kid, movie kid, Disney kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so idealizing and romanticizing coming to the U.S. was a huge part of my childhood. And, um, you know, when it came time to look at my college applications I was mm -hmm. like well what the heck do I like yeah. well I like English um I like reading <clears throat> and and that's pretty much it so I went and became an English major in Puerto Rico mm -hmm. um, I applied for Florida but and I did get accepted but I didn't come um for financial reasons so I stayed in the island I kind of took comfort in the fact that I was two hours away from home because that's how small yeah. it is yeah it's like you go away to college in Puerto Rico and you're like two hours away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I would come home every Friday and leave on Sunday. Okay. And um, yeah, and it was always, see right now, looking back and doing this work and to become a life coach, right? And looking back at my life and, and really just tying the, the loose ends of this journey. Um, now I know that my experience was one of hope mm -hmm. back then I thought I was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Uh, going through breakups and uh, you know, failed goals and uh, feeling like I was stuck in an Island. Yeah. Because it is an Island. Yeah. Right. Um, just looking and waiting and hoping and dreaming and there's i think there's a song about it that's in a movie it's like hoping and dreaming whatever and um i'm sure that yeah. it's like for everything there's there's a movie or a song i know there's right? a song and there's a movie that's right dang it hollywood i know they do this <laughs> they do this and we grow up like this especially yeah. i honestly think millennials you know we started oh, yeah. with the chat rooms we started with um icq and msn and and just connecting to each other in a different way that's not in person and idealizing mm -hmm. each other and i don't think i'm the only one that has gone through this and let me tell you zachary i haven't said this in any other podcast yet are you ready okay, okay. let's oh my god let's hear it <laughs> so part of that time where i was miserable i was actually catfished do you know what that is yes, yes. yeah how did this yeah happen? so this this very um, smart and successful entrepreneur that is meeting with you today to talk about hope was catfished and taken advantage of by someone who now I have closure with because mm -hmm. back then I was able to hand in like a restraining order and say, you know, you get out of my life or else. Yeah. But, but I did fall into that trap for some reason. And it's like, fast forward to now 2021 doing all of the soul work that now you know I had to work through in order mm -hmm. to you know hold on to hope and achieve I feel like that perfect brightness of hope that I want everyone to get to mm -hmm. it's looking at it and being like I learned the lessons mm -hmm. and it sucked really bad but I'm safe now and I'm loved 
and I'm hopeful. And so we all go through so much. So it's like what you, what I was telling you earlier, that was your experience. There's nobody else on the planet with your experience and your perception of what happened to you or who you remember or what you remember of them. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's the same thing. Um, I feel just incredibly blessed to arrive at that point where I can connect those dots and now know better, like for sure. Yeah. Like there's no turning back now. Right. Um, and that's that perfect brightness of hope that I want everyone to get to. Um, so, so do you think that there was nerd. no, no, I, I totally get it. I mean, <laughs> the, the way that we express ourselves may seem awkward or quirky uh, to other people, but I, I've realized that there's when you, when you're capable of, of uh, sensing like authenticity, you find so much appreciation and respect for, you, for people because there's so many people that are afraid to be authentic and genuine out in community because we're so afraid of being accepted, you know? So no, I, I appreciate the hell out of it, to be honest. Um, so, um, it's, and sometimes I think that there's a light within somebody that is, it's got so much pressure against it and there's so much trying to, to kind of snuff it out. Um, and do you think, think that there was uh, maybe not exactly a moment but like maybe maybe a moment or a period of time where like hope significantly started to make change in what you were chasing because um it sounds like like you you felt almost constricted you know um and you had all 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 this vision and you had all the uh, all these things um connected to hope but but what do you think actually opened your mind and got you to to make the change you, was it physically the move um getting all the way up here to america or well yeah to america <laughs> sorry <laughs> <So cute>. um <laughs> i yeah, am the typical american that doesn't really know <laughs> a lot of the things that i should i was i loved history but man i was not great at it um no no no, no. it's fine um so actually the move to America was kind of depressing, even though it felt really awesome. So I got drafted from Puerto Rico to be a bilingual teacher with the Dallas Independent School District. Okay. But before that interview, I had a car accident right after the catfish. Ooh. So it's like dark and then it gets a little darker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I had a very good job. I loved my life. I was making mm -hmm. more money than my dad at 24. I was, you know, I, I was a croupier in a casino. So I dealt blackjack roulette um, casino games. That mm -hmm. was my job with benefits. Mm -hmm. And I got to speak English all day long with tourists. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was doing my master's. It was, you know, yeah, it was a great time, but it wasn't, you know, opposition in all things. So the catfish happens and then I get a car, I, I get into a car accident. This girl, um, runs a red light with her pickup because she was texting. And um, my brand new car was totaled. I had a severe whiplash injury. Um, my bachelorette pad was gone. All of my things are in boxes back at my parents. Oh, wow. Um, after all the therapies. So if you have an accident, the government takes care of you and whatnot. Uh, Health-wise, I guess. And so I went through this process of elimination, I guess. So after physical therapy, they took me to an acupuncturist and then 
after the acupuncturist, they decided that I couldn't get back to work because my injury was on my neck. And when you're a card dealer, you have to face down uh, the whole time that you're dealing blackjack because there's money on the table. Yeah, you have right? to be focused on it. That's right. Uh, so <clears throat> it's like you, you learn to socialize without looking at people's <laughs> faces. Uh, and it was an awesome experience. But anyway, it gets really dark because they I, I get disabled from my job. And it's mm-hmm. like, you can't, you can't deal cards anymore. Yeah. And so I was back at my parents pretty sad. And then by the by a miracle, uh, this Dallas ISD thing appears in the newspaper, and I send my resume. And to be honest, um, I was an English major, I wasn't a teacher, though. Mm-hmm. But I'm certain that just being the English major and being bilingual enough mm-hmm. is what got me, you know, that that ticket out. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of closure in leaving as well, leaving all of that. <sighs> shake it lot. off, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I moved by myself to Texas and that was fun, but I didn't like teaching at all. So I quit. Um, and that took a lot of guts. And, you know, I want people to know that it's okay to quit mm-hmm. when your job is not good for you and your health, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I never went back after spring break. So I literally taught for less than a full school year. Um, and life and my relationship at the time brought me to Florida. And then three years later, I was single and I met my now husband. So there you go. That's, well, that's it seems much like thing. you got through you got through a lot like um, and I don't I don't know if somebody necessarily has to hit their their deepest, darkest point. I haven't really figured that out yet. I mean, I hit mine, I think, but maybe it's just because everybody. It, it's it's different for everybody, like everybody's darkest point. But I, I think it, it if you can endure it, if you can have hope, right, Um you can definitely bounce back as somebody completely different, you know, right. Maybe more or less more as the person that you're supposed to be. Um, and that's maybe that maybe that's why it's so important for us to endure things and, and to, um, try new things so that we can go through the ebbs and flows of things to, to understand our ourselves better. Maybe, I don't know. Um, yes. Yes. I agree with that. Um, do you think that, um, is there something specifically, what, what is it that hope compared to all other things that makes it so important to you personally with, with hope in mind, you know, of yeah, all the things well, that everyone talks about motivation and, and grit and, right. and all this stuff. Right. So it's, it's the fact, I guess it's because to me, that's the umbrella, the, the, okay. the, the umbrella that I want to be under Mm -hmm. and that I would hope that everyone is under. And then under that is the motivation to be hopeful, to do things, to Mm -hmm. live. Right. Um, And, and the habits and, and, and the ebbs and flows, like you said, and each other. Um, And, and just to me, that's, that's the top. And really what got me to that was, realizing that waiting for things mm-hmm. is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. Right? It's like, and so if you're dealing with anxiety, you hate when people make you late. 
um, right? Because it, it's a trigger. I, I'm sure anybody listening that, that, you know, struggles with anxiety or that is an Enneagram type six can relate to the fact that other people making me late is really stressful or mm-hmm. me being late because it's not just me waiting, but making other people wait. It's really stressful waiting for deliveries. It's like, you know, you look outside the window every day, even though, you know, it's coming at a specific date. At least that's just me. You know, yeah. waiting for other things <laughs> like freaking coming to the U.S. at 27 Yeah, uh, for lots of reasons, fear, anxiety, uh, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. lack of resources or lack of creativity or whatnot. Um, it all happened for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Really, it's it was doing the work with Journey and, and, and doing all of these assignments to get certified that makes you as a coach tap into your soul because self it starts with self-awareness. So now I'm aware that all of these things are in me and are happening and, and whatnot. And now I can either help other people become self-aware or be self-aware of others, which inspires me to be kind and to be positive and to borrow out my hope. That's one of the types. So borrowed hope, when you borrow Mm -hmm. hope from someone or you lend it out to someone else. Um, Yeah, waiting, just waiting sucks, man. I I agree. Um, And as possibly, I mean, I I don't know. I just kind of take it for what it is. But, uh, you know, if Jeff, Jeff Bezos is actually a demon, I mean, he's like... I still have an Amazon membership. It's really nice to know that I know when a package is going to be here. It does take a little bit of an anxiety away. Um, but kind of tapping into this, um, let, can we discuss what hope is in a way that people can understand it? Uh, because the more we understand, the more power we have, right? The more control we have. Um, and I don't personally know it. it it's hope and an emotion. And if it is an emotion, you know, what do we pay attention to? And how does it, how does it change our psychology and how, how important is it to have hope um, to help us change our future? Because I mean, that as a coach is, is what you're trying to help people do is like take control of them, their, their own, uh, take control of themselves. Right. And, and help them change knowing that they, that they are confidently uh, powerful. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it well, is hope and emotion. So I feel like we inadvertently attach mm-hmm. an emotion to it mm-hmm. because, so. right? Because when you're motivated <clears throat> and you're hyped up, uh, you're smiling and that's positive. And it's like you do these things or we feel emotions with each other and happiness is a feeling, right? Yeah. And so it's all a it's all a process. So if you're experiencing, you know, the the dark side of hope, mm-hmm. right? Uh, hopelessness or or false hope, which the American uh, Association of Psychology has no evidence of ho- of false hope, which to me is the most hopeful fact ever. <laughs> the fact that there's no evidence of false hope, according to the right aap and so it's it's more of a cognition it happens right here in the brain in the prefrontal uh cortex Mm -hmm. in between the eyes where the buddhists put that red dot the third eye yeah okay yeah 
So um, according to, I mean, my research, really it's out there, you can look it up. Um, you know, the little, the little picture was, was really bright. And, and mm -hmm. that just, you know, inspired me, uh, like how freaking amazing mm -hmm. that when you look at a picture or think of someone in a hopeful way, this is going on right mm -hmm. here in your brain and in your, you know, head and all of these ideas follow and feelings in your body, right? Cause that's the somatic side to it. And I really do think that we attach a feeling to it. Mm -hmm. The question is, you know, are we in control because we are mindful of the things in our life that we attach hope to, which should be everything, um, you know, and hopefully we can choose, you know, haven't we heard somewhere that you can choose to be happy? You know, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. So, so you choose to be hopeful. Is that a feeling? Well, it feels good. <laughs> what do you think? How do you um, feel right now? Well, so from my own experience, which is is very not um, academic, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I necessarily um, take a lot of what I've gone through as as academic. Um, but what I kind of to try to stick to the point, what I think that I have gone through is like understanding that there's a great uh, there's a huge power in repetition. And, you know, I think that the way that we habitually, not habitually do things like physically, but how we do habitually, habitually do things in our mind is a great factor in the direction that our life is going to go. And I think that that, because it's so, it's not tangible, you know, we, we don't see it, we feel it that it's very, very hard to, to learn that change because so many times we get, uh, we lose track of focus, even if we are trying to be mindful because our emotions change the way that we do things and the way that we see things. And it, it, it messes with our cognitive ability and, you know, messes with our perspectives on things, um, especially when uh, emotions like anger or sadness uh, come into play. Uh, you know, anger at ourselves, anger at other people, um, loss, you know, sadness attached to loss or whatever. Um, but for me, it's always been like the repetition, how being mindful enough to, if I'm out of something, how can I get myself back into it? So if I am being hopeful and then I find myself helplessness where most people lose that is right there is like, they don't realize they're, they're feeling helpless anymore because their emotion has changed the, the way that they're perceiving things. So how do I get back to that? I constantly questioning myself as much as I possibly can. And it's exhausting to constantly question yourself about where you're at. Um, <clears throat> but I, I guess for me, it's been understanding that there's a neuroplasticity. There's a, there's a way that your brain changes by how you think like your habits, what you do every day aut automatically are this, you know, physically are also things that you can change in the way that your mind works. You can change your mind to believe that you're something else. You can change your mind to believe that you're capable, that you're powerful, that, um, that you're an attractive person, that you are a knowledgeable person, you know? Um, or at least that's my piece. I feel like I really, uh, went out on a limb there, but, um, I think the habit, I think is really, really huge. And I think, um, it's just very, very hard to do that because, our external environment 
is taking up so much of our energy and our and our willpower and uh, our attention, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And do you remember the movie South Park? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, th- that oh was gosh. the show that my mom saw like two minutes of and refused to let us watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never ever I was not exposed to it at all until I was, I was like 14. <laughs> and so I all I remember about the movie is and I and I've never really been interested in watching it but the movie's like blame Canada blame Canada whatever yeah and you just brought back to me blame Hollywood because yeah. it's like all yeah. of these so yeah all of these perceptions all of this all of these mis, uh, misconceptions mm-hmm. and urban myths that we have about relationships and about each other um, about our definitions in life like how do we define hope or how do we define mm-hmm. success or how do we define um, the things that we do every day and the habits, like you said. Um, and I, I'm not sure that you that you asked me a question, but did you? Well, no, you just wanted to know what of, I thought, but right? I kind of like throw it in there. Um, <laughs> but we were we were kind of on the topic of of the psychology of it, you know, and oh, yeah, the and neuroscience that, of it. Yeah, yeah getting that incorporated because I think people want to be hopeful. Um, but it, you know, what we, what we do proves us wrong so many times that how do we change, like, how do we change it? Um, and I know you've talked about positive psychology a little bit. Well, so let me just throw a caveat out there and a huge footnote and say that everything I know about positive psychology and neuroscience is from Noel Cordeaux. CEO of Journey. Yes. And, you know, and then, of course, everything that's available to us as free resources online. Again, people, this is out there um, for you to learn as well Mm -hmm. as I just did, right? Because I don't have any degree in psychology. However, this whole I'm I'm definitely, yeah. Well, I just want to be, you know, uh, on the safe side. But yeah, yeah. It's like this, I am definitely fascinated by it. Because one is a new thing. So lots of people don't know about it. You know, this, this science was acknowledged and kind of like labeled as a science only in 2010. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's only been 11 years. Yeah. So it's only been 11 years. So everything is brand new, which is what's exciting. Um, And so now we know because of all the medical advances and all of the technology that the things that we do every day, so if it's positive, then it's a positive neural pathway. If it's negative, then it's a negative neural pathway, right? The things that we do every day carve away in our brain and it becomes like a highway. Two minute video on YouTube, you get to learn that. So um, in realizing that and putting all of these pieces together, well, now it really does make sense to me as an individual and as a mom and as a member of society to focus on positive things that I strive to do. I'm not saying that I do all this every day, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and I feel the negative effects of not doing these things daily. Some days mm-hmm. I feel like I go on a limit of like four days and then I'm like hangry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And really impatient. And, you know, you want to know what brought that to to my clarity was noticing that on the day that I was at my lowest, 
um, my child was having more tantrums than normal. And I'm like, what is going Mm. on? Let me go back to positive mom, strong mom, hopeful Mm -hmm. mother who nurtures and takes care. And so that's what made me realize that if I can do it, so can you mm-hmm. and and so can everyone else and it's just really simple things and and you mentioned tangible and how you know we we choose to go about things differently because we're all different <laughs> so a habit of hope for me may look different than a habit you know of hope for you because mm-hmm. that's part of like that's i feel like that's a lot of where the coaching is it's figuring out how to get you on your own mindset of hope, how that looks like for you. Forget about how it looks like for me mm-hmm. um, and the flowers that I may forget to water for three days or four because I'm distracted or low or, you know, just busy with life. Um, they're not dead, though. Very good. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, does that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I, I just want people to be able to understand this as much as they can and see where it, where it takes them. Because I, I remember we talked a little bit before, which intrigued the hell out of me, um, that you said that there's like these different types of hope, right? And yeah. that sounds like it could be very important in the way that we not only perceive it, but the way that we, we use it maybe. Yeah. Right? So, so he, yeah, what are the things? Yeah. What are the things? So the types of hope, um, there's obviously there's different ways of seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that really captured my attention was Julie Naraz, um work on Apprentice of Hope, a source book for our times. That's her book. Okay. Uh, it's on Amazon. Anyone should get it and read it. Um, and so false hope is in there, even though there's no psychological um evidence of it mm-hmm. ah different types let's see so borrowed hope i already described that one uh there's like seven i i guess so inborn hope i don't i don't have them here inborn hope a long list. um chosen hope so that's very interesting so chosen hope is a stance um you know when you rally together for Black Lives Matter, you mm-hmm. all, we gather together on the hopes of achieving a goal for that oh, yeah. rally. Yeah. So that's chosen hope. Now, how does chosen hope show up in our lives? Well, I choose to be hopeful about something, period. Mm-hmm. I choose to be hopeful about the fact that, I don't know, my child is going to finish his meal. He's a picky eater. So there's a lot of stress around that, <laughs> uh, you know? It's so, so chosen hope, I think it's, it's definitely one of my favorites. And then it goes all the way up, well, down the list, but up to mature hope, what she calls mature hope, which to me is the equivalent of, you know, a perfect brightness of hope. Someone with mature hope can wait, they can sit in the discomfort of fear of the unknown. Ah. Um, They can sit in the discomfort of, you know, just, just fear in general. I mean, like knowing it's going to come regardless and like being able to endure kind of thing. 
That's right. So okay. endured. You, this is the third time you say that. I love that. Enduring <laughs> to the end is so important. And we endure yeah. to the end of so many things. We endure to the end of the work day. We endure to the end of an awkward date. Mm-hmm. We endure to the end, you know, of, of whatever, of, of a project that is hard and, and that it's frustrating you and that you have a deadline for. We all endure to the end so many times a day. And we should all like be proud of that. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, be grateful and celebrating each other and all of that. So that's really understanding, I guess, I guess the epiphany within me was how we ebb and flow through all of the types of hope at any given type of day. The question is, what hope do you want to wake up with? Yeah, yeah. You know, what... Take all of the things that are going on. Take, you know, now that you're self-aware, right? So that's the work. Now that you're self-aware, that you have all of these tools, that you have created all of these opportunities for growth and connection to yourself, because only then can you connect to others, Mm -hmm. right? So once you get there, you can realize and look at your day tomorrow and say, I'm I'm okay. And I want to wake up with mature hope, but ask me again tomorrow night (laughs) Mm -hmm. and ask me again the next day and the next day and, and just be there for each other. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It makes me really excited. No, that I think that's great. Um, it, it made me think of a little bit of my own experience, you know, and it, it seems like it's the self-awareness part of it is, is such a, a big deal because what you were saying where like we're enduring things every day but we're almost not giving ourselves any recognition of it like we're not we're barely even proud of ourselves of it um because we may not be doing what we want to be doing you know or we may be enduring things we don't really want to endure uh but i think the the hard part that people may have if they're maybe not in a position that they want to be yet is like even when you start getting to the things that you do enjoy and like changing your lifestyle and realizing that you have control, you still have to endure, you know, there's still things that, uh, that stand in front of you that you have to endure. You're still going to have fear. Like you're still going to, uh, have power struggles inside your brain between, you know, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Um, and it seems like hope is like this, this unforgiving light. If you can hold yourself to it and, it just it constantly will repel things that that don't matter or help you endure maybe I don't, I don't know um I used to have a, a really big struggle where every morning um and I don't I don't really know if I can call this a medically depressed state not really um I, I was functioning just fine but I would be in like a half sleep um when I was waking up and I, it felt like I had no control over my own brain Um, and there was no hope. It was all dark stuff. It was, it was, you know, things that made me want to end things. It, it, you know, made me hate my life, uh, in so many different ways. And I had no control over what those, uh, what those thoughts were. And it was only by like a repetition or, or, or habit of resetting my brain. You know, when we're talking about neuroplasticity and like giving ourselves a new path, I love that way that you said that too, it was like, it's separating. It's, it's, Maybe it's like a parting of the sea, right? 
uh, this regular negative way that you think of things and the positive way that is going to help you change your lifestyle. Um, And I no longer wake up like that, but it was all due to like the smallest habits and like attaching to hope and attaching to um, things that like visions of what I wanted my life to be and who I wanted to be there and the things that I wanted to do. So I don't know. I didn't really ask you a question, but do you, do you think yes. that there's something there that um, other people are missing out on? I guess that's maybe not the best way to say <laughs> that, but um, it almost seems like there's got to be something that people can repeatedly do, right? In order to to broaden this thing, to like give it a, a, a lot of power. Does that make sense? Be- because- yeah. um, so I guess the big question would be is like, how do we, how do we build hope in like the darkest of moments? How do we get to that point where what we endure doesn't matter and it's not going to stand in our way? So to be honest, first of all, it's, I think admitting that you want to be hopeful is the first step. So, and really radical acceptance is the first step to, I feel everything. So like, and what you were talking about earlier is really confidence. Like the, the, the things that we hold on to that allows us to show up. Mm -hmm. It's not just that inborn hope, which is what propels you to do something. Mm -hmm. It's that hint of an inkling of, of an interest that you have in doing whatever or talking to someone or whatnot. But um, gosh, where was I going with that? Yeah. It's. um, Yeah. I lost my train of thought. Dark thoughts, dark moments. Like how do we. I know. Oh yeah. How do we get out of it? Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I would love to talk to you if you're going through something dark because it's, I've been there and no one should feel like they're alone. Right. Mm -hmm. So radical acceptance and seek help. So, you know, if, if, for, if yeah. for you, the help, yeah, the help that you want is from your pastor. Good for you. Go talk to your pastor. You know, your passport, your pastor will offer, um, borrowed hope because mm-hmm. they are a vessel of hope for others. It's their job, right? Uh, go talk to your life coach, go talk to your teacher. Uh, if you're listening and, and, and you don't have anyone else, go talk to your neighbor, right? So we always find something to hold on to or someone to hold on to, right? We turn to each other like yeah. the sunflowers. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. And, and, if you, and if you're in the mood to turn to Christ because you're a Christian, then, then there's a lot of hope there, right? But that's another mm-hmm. conversation. Um, and so... Figuring out how a habit of hope, right? That's what I said earlier, how a habit of hope looks like for you. So for me, because I'm visual um, and words matter, for me, it's a lot of words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of sticky notes with positive and hopeful messages uh, around. It's a lot of reminders of the things that I'm striving for and the goals that I have, right? Because that's the goal setting part of it is what do you hope for? Okay, let's get there mm-hmm. or, or figure out what to do while you wait, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what you choose to do in the waiting is huge. And, and 
you know, that's the whole thing about the habit is that you choose to do it every day or as much as possible, because I get it, life gets in the way. And that's what I said earlier, when I don't practice my mindfulness exercises for four days in a row, I'm like Tasmania, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's not fun. Well, and it's, it's like, you have to be in practice long enough to realize that there's a difference, like to get you out of your rut. Right, right. And really it takes longer for different people. And I feel like it's been years for me and now I finally Same. get it. And now it finally clicked. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just working at it every day and, and it's hard work, but is it worth it? And it definitely is. And to be honest, it's about figuring out the why we hear this a lot. Yeah. Why are you doing yeah. what you're doing? Um, well, I, I want to be a certain kind of person and vessel of hope for my child. That's it. You know, because I'm 36 and he may be the only one I have. Even though I'm a step parent, he may be my only baby. And so it's really all for him. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> no, but um I think some people get so worried that it has to be this big obnoxious thing. Like like that it that they're too afraid to have power in, in something so simple, you know, um, because it doesn't have some huge definition, like uh, some huge world changing definition. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. people get oh. almost scared to attach to anything because they, they don't think it's going to make a difference when if it's making right. a difference in you, then that's the first thing that should matter. Mm -hmm. That's right. And if it's making a negative difference, if, if there's a negative impact, if there is anything that just doesn't resonate in the right way, mm -hmm. then, then that's the pathway to, to, accept and deviate from right mm -hmm. um because so negative self-talk that's that's huge on my on my platform because i feel like destroying negative self-talk is one of the pathways to confidence and to mm -hmm. achieving confidence right so how many times a day do we say a self-expression in a negative way right uh, I don't like this, or I don't do that, or whatnot, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm not hungry. I'm not tired. <laughs> I'm not in a bad mood. <laughs> 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 okay, so we can rephrase all of those in a literal, not necessarily positive, but just changing the wording of it, right? The whatever it is, the syntax and the whatever. Um, and this is, see, this is the English major coming into play <laughs> with the fact that there's another way to see it. Right. And I just learned about this to becoming a life coach. There's the reframing side of it. So instead of saying, I don't like that, I can choose to say, I prefer this and that. Like um, it's giving you a choice. Right. Well, we all have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and with the future scale exercise from the Association of Psychology that is part of my series, um, it's called the future scale, but it's really a hope scale. Um, mm -hmm. They're the ones that encourage researchers to call it the future scale because it's about your goals, right? Yeah. We go back to that. So they, the results are divided in between your agency, which is your choice, your ability mm -hmm. to choose, 
and the pathways, which is what are the options available to get that done? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the options may be motivation or lack thereof. So Mm -hmm. we really look at all of that to then figure out how to get you to either get to the goal or have a perfect brightness of hope about it. Yeah. So do you think, I I feel like this is such a strong thing that a lot of people don't realize is so important is um, to incorporate hope, you know, in, in, in your vision, in your goals. Um, Do you think, I mean, I'm not going to, maybe I shouldn't ask you a question that is, seems obvious. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> how important do you think hope is to where we want to go to where to what our goals are? Like, do you think it's like a foundational thing? Well, I mean, I don't know who said it, but I'm going to throw this quote out there. And I'm sure you've heard it before. If you think you're going to fail, you yeah. already failed. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. If we Google it, I'm sure it's going to quote it. I just, I've, I've never done that before because I just remember the words. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just true. Like that's, that's the negative thing again. Mm-hmm. If you like, why would you think you're going to fail? Mm-hmm. Why would you sabotage yourself? Why would you bring in that negativity? We don't need it. Right. Mm-hmm. Others are going to be negative for you. Others are going to be all of these negative things, jealous, insecure, uh, offended. But obviously, I'm encouraging everyone to have a positive life and to have a positive effect on each other, right? Mm -hmm. So this is obviously barring innately dark people who may find joy in, in dark places, right? So with a positive mindset and outlook in life, um, you really figure out what it looks like for you and, and what to do every day. You want to do something, then be hopeful about it. Have that agency to work hard to get it done figure out the options that are there available to do it. So those pathways, again, what are the pathways? Um, Process of elimination works. Process of, you know, trial and error works. Sampling things Mm -hmm. and figuring out what works for you, what resonates, what lights you up, which is that seed that we talked about in the beginning. You have to keep that ember going, right? That positive thing going for you so that you can find it in others, recognize it in others and compliment others for it and inspire others that need it. Mm-hmm. And so hope is what I want to call that. I, and I'm not the first one to call it that, you know, hope is essential for everyone. And to be honest, that's one of the things that fascinated me about being called to talk about this. Oof, I feel like we're back in the beginning of our conversation <laughs> and we start over and this is so <laughs> awesome, right? Yeah, because because I was called to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I waited and waited and waited. I wanted to give a talk in my church. I waited for months to be called to talk. And they said, we want you to talk about hope in Christ. And so I did that. And that was awesome. But then the life coach in me just got too excited. And I had to figure it out 
outside of church for everyone. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, we all need it. I don't care who you are or where you come from. You need it. You have it. Everyone else around you needs it. And so it's really cool to talk about it. So thank no, you. I, yeah, of course. Um, it, it, it intrigues me a lot. Um, there's a lot of things in psychology that intrigues me. But the reason I think this one does so much is because it's it like it makes you a different person. Like it changes your creativity. It, it seems to push you beyond boundaries and limitations, you know? And the big question <laughs> uh, that I kind of want to ask you, because, because I think it, I agree with you. I think it's, it's very important for everybody at whatever level they pull it in, you know, and whichever direction they take it. Um, where do you think hope is going to help us most in the world today? Cause there's so much going on and you're right. There's, there's so many people around us that, um, are, are hopeless and, you know, don't have anything to attach to. Right. Mm -hmm. So where do you think that, um, these levels of hope are going to take us in the world we live in? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, and I love how you say the levels of hope. So let's go back to the types of hope. So, because there's two different things. Um, so there's the types of hope, but however, um, I do look at the hope level as a coach and as an exercise to assess like our, it's like a mood tracker okay. um, because I'm very interested in having this conversation as an ongoing thing with my clients. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's great that you, that you say that. However, um, when it comes to the world, and everything that's going on, which, which to be honest, as a female entrepreneur in America, it's been, it's been very um, intense to witness what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. On the other side of the world. Um, and so really that's where you wanna do what you can. And really it's, that's where the pathway comes in. So I want to help how can I help? I'm feeling helpless. And instead of ruminating in all of the negativity of the fact that I'm on this other side of the world with all of this blessings and all of this privilege, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to help. Well, at least donate, right? Like that's that. So that's a pathway. That's an option. And when I looked at it, I was like, well, that's something I can do today mm -hmm. with the click of two or three buttons mm -hmm. and acknowledging, right? So that takes me to how we get out of things and how we do it day by day, acknowledging that I did the best I could on that day in order to move forward with what I'm hoping for, to get it out of my head instead of ruminating in it. You know, I donated, I set my prayer of gratitude. I sent my prayer out, out into the world for all of those women and all of these, all of those people. And then I focused on my goal for the day. I focused on my baby. I focused on the family. It's like day by day. Um, because when it comes to who we are and the role we play in the world, um, it really starts with you. And when it comes to the hopeful club, I, I'm trying to put a club together, Zachary. What do you think about that? <laughs> Listen, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so the Hope Enthusiast Club spells heck. And I think I think that's very mean, the fact that it okay. spells heck. Because I choose, <laughs> yeah, because I choose not to cuss. And I, I've done it like so many years and it's like a habit. 
I apologize. Do not do for, it. <laughs> no, do not French apologize. <laughs> do not apologize. I, yeah. you know, you, everybody is free to express themselves. And it's like, it's hard work. It's hard work. It, and that's a, a commitment I have to myself uh-huh. to choose not to do that. So it's like, Oh, I forgot where I was going. I got heated thinking about the things that we choose to do tell. and not to do. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's agency. It's what you choose to do. And so I may not be happy one day, right? Which is a choice, but but life plays a part. But I choose to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, do you want to be a hopeful person or not? And if you are, but you're not. I want to talk to you. And if you are, and you want to maintain it and thrive and flourish even beyond your life so far, then let's get there. We can do it together. Mm-hmm. And, and um, it seems like it can t- it, like, I like that you said you brought up donation because it, it can be such a small action too, to, to make that mental change. Like people get freaked out because these problems are so big but it takes like the smallest with 8 billion people, the smallest of actions make a difference. Right. right? Yes. So it doesn't have and to that's be as... chosen hope. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, now I have heard you talk about this and I'm curious and I want to, um, I want people to, to kind of, uh, see this, see this too. I know that you're building kind of like a program um, or a course based around this. And it sounds super influential and super important um, because I think it's, it's, and you can agree or dis- disagree with me, but it's, it's almost seems like with you and hope, it's this huge foundational thing that sets people off to become something that they maybe even not knew they could be, you know, not have known they could be. So can you tell people what you got coming up? Yeah, for sure. And that's happening tonight, Zachary. OMG. I'm like stressed <laughs> about it now. <laughs> tonight is tonight is part one of the Hope series. So this this really started with me wanting, you know, after doing my little talk, mm-hmm. uh, my my seven or five minute talk, I went down the rabbit hole and asked the people on Instagram, my lovely, wonderful followers whether I should do a hope series or not, like in a poll, like Mm -hmm. yes or no. And of course they said yes. And I'm like, dang it. What does this look like now? (laughs) This is going to be tough. (laughs) Ooh, And it took me like three weeks just thinking and thinking and thinking and researching and whatnot. And, um, and yeah. And so the hope series was born really um, because they said yes. And I went along with it and I believed that I could do it. And I chose all the options available and I did my research and my homework and I put things together. And so now as a certified coach, I can, you know, host people and, and create that space where hopefully, hopefully, people, you know, come to achieve a perfect brightness of hope. So that's the goal of the series, because I'm a life coach, and we work on goals. And so um, we look at all of these things that we talked about, we're going to talk about the types of hope, and and how, you know, each person that comes, uh, sees it in their life, we're going to support each other, 
Um, we are going to um, look at the neuroscience of it, like we just talked about. We are going to uh, pick a goal to focus on so that we can hope together. I feel like there's such power in gathering together to be positive for each other and hopeful for each other. It's like, I don't care what you got going on. I'm hopeful for you to just get there and celebrate. Um, you know, as long as it's positive and does no harm because as a certified life coach, right? The do no harm thing is huge with our yeah. ethical standards and whatnot. So, and then um, according, again, taking it back to the nerd in me and the Association of Psychology, um, according to them, which to me makes perfect sense, a person with that mature hope, the optimal hopeful mindset of a hopeful person is gratitude. Mm -hmm. Ding, ding, ding. We yeah. made it. Um, because, you know, I may not have been grateful about the things that I talked about in my past, but I'm grateful about it now, mm -hmm. right? Because now that I'm doing this work on self-awareness, now that I'm learning about my anxiety and how it moves through my body and why I get triggered or whatnot and all of these positive, uh, mindful habits right um now i'm grateful for everything i've been through and i feel like everyone should and hope that everyone would just work every day to achieve the same because because it starts with you and then it permeates mm -hmm. so um there's do you think that there's a lot of uh, fear just around taking action on this on this thing on hope in general? Well, I mean, everybody's afraid of something. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> and, and we all go through so much that we're not all at the same point in our lives. And, and you be. know, yeah, right? And so I wasn't for a very long time. Like if you ask me now, well, Grace, why, did, why couldn't you do this then? Why couldn't you? Well, I didn't know better. I wasn't ready to see the world. You know, I wasn't aware of the truth that I am aware of now. Mm -hmm. However, I personally did have the perfect brightness of hope of being a little girl who wanted something and now being 36 and finally accomplishing that. So that's soul alignment that we hear about. Yeah. So this is what's going on right now for me and with me. And so it's a huge blessing that I do not take for granted. And I just want everyone to experience it in their own way and in their own language and, you know, in their own lives. So, I, I guess I'm trying to help people not be scared of these things um, because it's, I think we can get so locked down, right? So if you had any recommendations for anybody, what do you think is like the, the, the first thing, like the action, like what do you recommend for people to do trying to step into something new, even when they're fearful and when they're uncomfortable and they don't know what it's going to mean? How do people step into hope as an as a initiative step? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say the first step is putting into words 
right? So like write it down in a journal or type it out mm. or, you know, put it in a meme and stick it on your Instagram or print it out, you know, whatever. Put it on a bumper sticker. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> words. Put it into words. What is it that you want? What is it that you want? You know, are we in the club of the people that want to be happy and mm -hmm. do good for other people and feel good and not compete and not compare each other because it's not a race. It's my life and it's my world. It's your life and it's your world. So the first step is recognizing, like I said earlier, you recognize it. Okay, now we're going to put into words what is it that we want. And then, you know, it's a step-by-step, step. then we're going to figure out exactly how to get it. And in the process of figuring out how to get it, there's the hope that you choose to hold on to mm -hmm. because you want to achieve it. And if you don't achieve it, there's that mature hope that you have to tap into. Well, am I safe? Am I okay? I didn't achieve it, but do I consider it failure? There's so much more. There's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So you failed at something. Okay, well, what, you know, it's like right now, today, my website was supposed to launch today. It's, it's like 3 p.m. and I haven't announced it or shared the link yet because it's not ready. Am I going to put myself down for it? No, no. Today was a deadline and I'm giving myself grace and permission to hope on the fact that I have the resources. I have the pathways. I definitely have the intention because I've worked hard enough for today. However, if at the end of the day, I can't figure out the little bug that is not correcting itself on WordPress, I'll try again tomorrow Yeah. or the next day, you know? So again, I'll say, I'll say positive things to myself because negative self-talk is not admitted here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> as it should not be. Um, so do you have, uh, do you have anything that you recommend from like your own experiences, um, books, podcasts, influencers, people that kind of helped you jumpstart your own journey that others might look into to, to build their own hope and inspiration? Yeah. So I love Jay Shetty. Oh, um, that guy is amazing. He has such a I good know. heart. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, if you're. If you're one of my followers and you're from church, I love Al Caraway. Um, Poppy Jamie is British and she created an app called Happy Not Perfect. And so she has a podcast um, and, and it's about anxiety and, and positivity. And she has experts Ooh. all the time. And it's like hashtag goals for me to be on Poppy Jamie's podcast. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so for podcasts, love them. If you're a life coach listening, obviously the Everything Life Coach podcast with Noel Cordo and John Kim. Duh. Duh. Uh, I know that you love John Kim. So of course, the Angry Therapist. Yeah, is he's huge on Instagram. And um, yeah, well, I'm a church geek. So yeah, anyone from my church, you want to follow them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, I mean, I, I, this whole thing with, with putting this whole story together is, is for trying to be and to borrow my hope to other people. So do I strive to be able to inspire others? Yes. That is one of the things that I wanted as a little child and that for me to just be able to share a message of 
hope mm-hmm. and gladness and 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 positive psychology or you know life coaching is just it's really huge for me so i thank you so much yeah um okay perfect so if people want to know who you are which by this point i mean it's like you're just a light so i don't <laughs> um thank you where are the best places for people to find you and how can they learn more about you um what kind of things are you doing that um are are aiding in this work and like bringing people together so bringing people together that's a great question so the hope series um, i'm definitely striving for it to be a community where people can just you know gather together and offer support to each other and to offer a safe space uh you know that I'm able to offer my one-on-one clients, right? And then the whole mindfulness, confidence, and hope, you know, as as the ingredients for life, definitely you can you can see all about it on my Instagram and on the website. And, uh, you know, if you're a mom of a toddler, I definitely want to connect with you because, you know, life is crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, mindfulness with a toddler is not the simplest thing on earth. <laughs> and I'm... I'm now looking into that, right? Because now the Hope series is launched. And so that work is done. Um, Looking forward to resting a little bit and just focusing on taking it out, you know, for a test drive and, and whatnot and connecting with people with hope. But yeah, website, Instagram. So you want the handles? Sorry. So (laughs) songofmyself.ig for Instagram. And then the website, be gentle because it may look a little wacky until I figure it out, but it's somcoaching.com. So song of myself coaching, somcoaching.com. Got it. Perfect. (laughs) Yay. It's public. And, uh, you know, take a look at it and and get back to me and tell me if you see anything that I should like fix all those little bugs that I keep trying to (laughs) fix and they don't get fixed. Well, we always need help from others to make us our best too, right? Like, like we do things together more than people realize. That's right. It takes a village. Yeah. yeah. So really I have one last question that I have to ask everybody because I love the okay. perspective. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. To you and for the foundation of this podcast, what do you personally think it means to be rebel-minded? Yeah. So I grew up being the rebel in the family the black sheep, the one that was like, who raised you? Like I was asked that question, right? Because growing up, I was in love with the language that nobody around me really spoke. Um, And so I was the weirdo. And then I was the only daughter with tattoos or piercings. And then I was the only daughter with like an emo hot topic phase. And then I was like the only daughter who liked Metallica, right? So it's like being different which for some reason has been given like such a negative connotation Mm -hmm. uh but it's really a superpower being different was always kind of that mindset of well i'm the rebel one so i might as well Mm -hmm. right and uh now after all of this growth and work and you know really a change in mindset because that's really I guess what I've experienced is a change in mindset going through the hopeless to the hopeful and to this bright you know all of the sudden sunflower mm-hmm. um that you know will always search for someone else uh when it's dark and dreary it's um 
yeah, it's just, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> rebel minded. Gosh. Oh yeah. The rebel minded. Oh my gosh. Why do I keep doing this? It's, I, I can see in my monitor that <laughs> my toddler. child is awake and it's distracting. I know. Yeah. Rebel minded. So now it's like, I'm experiencing differentiation, which can also be another conversation because it has to do with how you're brought up generational trauma, generational drama, generational expectations, and how you tap into yourself and realize that you're not that person. And so, you know, now as an adult, even with this mindfulness and positive stuff, I'm still the odd one out. Um, in a lot of uh, environments and in a lot of circles. So it's it's like still right now being hopeful in the amidst all this darkness that we're going through is kind of the rebel thing to do. You know, like don't be the hater because mm-hmm. there's so many. Um, be the one that says the kind thing and the kind comment instead of being a hater. And so that's, yeah, it's close you know, we're all rebels at heart at, for something. And um, we're not all of us rebels without a cause, like the movie says. Right? Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's funny because I think a lot of uh, cliche things are actually very true. Yeah, well, they're cliches for a reason. Yeah. You know, they, they transcend history and they're still cliches. So mm-hmm. we should really pay attention. It's that repetition <laughs> that, you, that you brought up. No, I agree. And I think, um, I think being rebel-minded as, as you so, so easily made it, um, oh man, as easily as you made it out there, like you, you put it out there, it's like being rebel-minded does not be mean being a rock star. Like it doesn't mean everybody needs to be a rock star. It means be, like being rebel-minded is very authentic to you. It's, it's very different. And I appreciate, um, I appreciate your, your definition of that because I think people get worried that it's something that is is not soft it's not gentle it's like but you're supposed to define it for yourself you know and the fact that you're saying that in all of the darkness you know it it is a a good thing to be good to to be a light you know to be hopeful um and i think people need that right now i really i really do yeah thank you thank you so much i'm um, glad you agree i i definitely agree um, so whatever it is that everybody is out there doing, and you're f- absolutely scared out of your mind about being something on that thing, because it's fear, because it's scary, because it's uncomfortable. Um, you got to put a couple people right here to prove to you that being rebel minded is maybe not for the faint of heart, heart, but it very much is something that will change your life. So Gracia, I think, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving all your knowledge. Um, thank you for yeah. being a light for people and being, uh, really bringing a foundation to hope and what the, what the real purpose of that is. I, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I completely agree. It's been awesome. Thank you so much, Zachary. <laughs> um, for all of you out there, thank you for being here. Um, stay strong and stay rebel-minded. This is your host, Zach. Hey guys, I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.